Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. And uh, we have a great program for you today. This is uh, one of those episodes where you're gonna get not only a lot of information, but you're gonna get a lot of fun. You're gonna get a lot of uh, energy. You're gonna get pumped up. And boy, boy, these are the times we need it with all the health concerns and uh, isolation in our world today. We could use some of that uh, pumping up. Well, I, I'm one of the co-hosts, Mark Stenson. Also with me today is my co-host. Kirsten Gouldie with Pure IntelliKey. You know, we, we've been talking about uh, this word IntelliKey and this idea of your human potential being inside you. And uh, wouldn't you say, Kirsten, that our guest really embodies that uh, principle today? Dr. Marissa absolutely does, and we're so excited to have her here just with um, your extraordinary presence, Dr. Marissa, as a speaker, as a psychologist, as a host, a best-selling author, commentator, broadcast journalist. I mean, there are just so many areas that, you know, as we mentioned before we started, that we could touch on. Um, it just, it's a pleasure to have you here because I know your commitment to, you know, really helping elevate the human and as well as bringing lightness and humor to it while doing it, right? Having a little fun while everybody's moving forward. So it's an yeah, honor it's great to, to have you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you remotely six feet away, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe 600 feet away or 6,000, but truly um, there's so much opportunity right now. And if I had a magic wand, I would reach everyone who's currently suffering. Now pain in life is mandatory, but suffering is optional. And we have allowed ourselves as humankind to forget about the kind. So my job, uh, should I accept it, my mission, my happy 88 mission is 8 million more happy people in the next eight years. And that was born out of the book, Eight Ways to Happiness from wherever you are. And, um, you know, that was my, my mission before, you know, BC 19, before yeah. 19. <laughs> and uh, when all this hit was, uh, you know, I was speaking in China, in the Philippines, in fact, in November, I was 10 miles away from Wuhan. Oh, wow. And, yeah, in November. Don't worry. Wow. In November. But, yes. but uh, I, you know, I've been uh, 52 stops uh, for the book tour, hit number one on Amazon, number four on Denver Post, uh, eight bestseller lists, four book medals. Everything was going fantastic. I had... Uh, a gig, a motivational speaking gig in Hawaii and in Florida. And uh, I, I had all this exciting stuff and with the mission and then the virus hit and it's like, okay, can't travel, can't uh, go to do the meet, uh, the stage things. And, and my first thought was, wow, I'm just going to lay low go under the covers, take a vacation, which I haven't had in years, right. because it's too far of a leap between happiness and this hair on fire, oh my God, we're all gonna die, we're gonna be homeless, uh, this end of the world, uh, there's a conspiracy going on. I mean, just every single aspect of uh, uh, fear ignited in the planet. And I thought, how the heck am I going to talk about happiness? <laughs> right. They're like, that's like, in the midst of all that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was ready to go dive down and just take a, you know, little vacation. And I had a, a former graduate student of mine 
uh, asked for a little time, Zoomed me, had my book right on the bookshelf. <laughs> he had me at my book and said, you know, I just, your message is so important, especially now. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> Ready for the break. And he's like, no, 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 you have to. And he goes, you're always talking about peace, you know, peace in, peace out, world peace through inner peace. That's my message. That's what I had John Travolta do on the red carpet and how very little name dropping there, Quincy Jones. So I, I said, he goes, what about peace at home? And I went, ah, maybe. And that's how it was born, the whole movement, the peace at home movement, because we want people to move from stay at home, the restriction, and closing down and avoiding looking at people when you're walking by them, giving a six foot birth, uh, like they have, they're a pariah. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've lost sight of we're humankind. We're social animals. You know, don't call it social distancing, call it spatial distancing. We can still smile. We can still, you know, we have time now to do all the things that we never had time for. You never had time for self-development. You got time for it now. You never, <laughs> didn't have time to clean stuff up. You have time now. Didn't have time to learn an instrument. You have time now. Didn't have time to uh, learn a language. There's so much opportunity. I just wrote an article on media. My second one, the first one's going really well called um, take a mental health day every day. You know, it's not like once a month now. It's like every right. day. This every day. article just came out and it's COVID-19, an opportunity for your lifetime. Because I am so tired of hearing people say, I cannot wait for it to go back to normal. And the 80th time that I heard that, I've, I've, it triggered me to share my hashtag positively opinionated self, <laughs> which is, which is, you know, what was normal? Right. Were you happy when you were normal? Were right. you happy, you know, fighting traffic, hating your boss, hating your job, living for your weekends, exhausted every night, you know, tired of, of taking care of your parents or your kids and, and tired of fighting the system of promotion where there's one happy person and a thousand unhappy person for the, for the uh, uh, promotion, uh, you know, working for someone else's dream and eking out an existence, you know, mortgages going upside down, a 401ks being, I mean, were you really, do you really want to go back to that? You right. want to go back to a system of school where you, you have to choose a major that you have no clue, you know, what you're good at or, or, or what you like and then get stuck in a job because you, you don't want to lose the income, but you hate your job. That's normal, folks. That is the American dream we were all born into. This is a, a momentous time where we can hit the pause, the hashtag, into a pause, more than the pause. We can do a complete, delete your cookie in your, in your browser. And then yes. you can do a soft reset. Just restart, yes. And then a hard reset for all those <laughs> systems that have not been working. So do not come near me six foot or less and tell me <laughs> that you cannot wait to go back to a normal that you complained about 88% of the time. Now, if you loved your life, BC 19, by all means go back. But I'm talking about the vast majority, especially Americans who complain about almost everything, almost all the time, all right? This is your time. You don't have to go back to normal. You can really work on yourself. I have a, a program coming up called Loving Yourself. It's a foundation of peace at home. If you can't love yourself, how the heck do you expect anybody else to approve of you or like you or, or any of the above? Yeah, we really want to oh. dive into the, these programs and this sort of, uh, as the name of your book says, eight ways to happiness, right? Right. But, uh, you know, you, you have certainly, and in Kirsten's introduction, you've earned this uh, moniker, the Asian Oprah. Uh, but I think you're like a female uh, Asian Ryan Seacrest. You're everywhere. 
Um, <laughs> you've, you've got everything working. Uh, so when you think about these opportunities, tell us about this program and tell us about these eight ways and you know, sure. what, what should be people looking for from a, I'll, I'll say process, step by step, yeah. you know, where, where uh, do I'll you go from this attitude of frustration to this attitude of opportunity? Sure. And, and before we do that, uh, just so you know, I did not name myself the Asian Oprah. I would not yeah. have the balls to do that <laughs> at all. By the way, I went on a date uh, with a guy, BC19, and he said, oh my God, you're just so strong and you're so, it, sometimes I forget you're, you're not a man. And I said to him, well, actually, I do have balls. I just tuck them in real well. <laughs> so that was the end of the date. That was the end of the, you that know, the crying yeah. game, you know. But anyway, You're never going to yeah. hear back from that. Oh, it. <laughs> hey, when I can make the sound engineer laugh, I'm good, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I was married to my husband. My sentence was 9.2 years. And uh, that's why chapter five in the book is out of hatred into forgiveness because I lost like millions of dollars in that divorce. But then why is divorce so expensive? Because it's worth it. Um, but anyways, I digress. So I was, <laughs> I love it. Kristen's like going to have to go to the bathroom. She's laughing so bad. Exactly. <laughs> Which is right. good. Hey, we I miss no commercial, laughing. We I'm, have I'm no grateful. commercial breaks. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I have this platform because I love to laugh and I love when people laugh at me yeah. with me. Yeah. So, okay. and before I just, I want to digress briefly okay. because one of my, I was telling the gentleman here, one of my fondest memories of you, uh -oh. we were in Palm Springs and we ran into a piano and you just sat down and started singing and playing and having fun. Like you just, we stopped, like it was just, we were all on a mission to get somewhere. And then you just stopped us and said, no, I'm playing. I'm going to sound I'm going to have fun. It is like that really to me sums up your essence. Like life is a moment that you get to choose to have rather than, you know, the, the dream or it's not somewhere you get to. It's right. I'll here be now. happy when yeah. I'll be happy yeah. when I get there. I'll be happy when I'm married. I'll be happy when I have a child. I'll be happy when I have a new car. I'll be happy when I have a new house. When are you going to be happy? You're going to die before you get happy. That's right. So That's absolutely. Right. So I was introduced to Oprah as the Asian Oprah by Michael <laughs> Bernard Beckwith, who wrote the foreword to the book and is my big brother. And I call him that because he was the one, I wasn't always this like crazily positive. I was like a, I was, and this is part of your answer on how to get there. So the first way to get out of the hair on fire is to stop and just take a breath through your nose in. Let's just do it now. Breathe in and release through the mouth. Ah, soft shoulders, soft elbows, soft knees. Another deep breath in. And in the exhale, releasing all the stories and the drama. And one more deep breath in. Connecting with me through chi, eternal energy, the breath of life that connects us all everywhere around the planet. If I breathe, I'm not taking a breath from you. There's more than enough to go around. We are alive right now in the present moment. The present is a gift. So unwrap it. So there's your first thing is we have abdicated the most important life tool we have to the media and i'm part of the media but you know when it when it bleeds it leads and we're human beings and we have this proclivity towards i am drama therefore i am so we've lost sight of the most powerful tool which is called choice i have a choice every single day during this virus to wake up and the first thing grabbing my phone and looking on the news and then you will not get out of bed if you do get out of bed, you go, you'll just go to the fridge or the liquor cabinet to numb the craziness that's going on in your head because you're reading this conspiracy, that conspiracy, you're reading this, we're never going to run out of money, this, we're never going to, blah, blah. So all of that 
is because you made that first choice to pick up the freaking phone, the forking phone. You can tell what series I've been watching. The forking phone and, and, and use your choice and focus to focus on things that you know is going to take you down a rabbit hole of never, never, never land. Don't do it. Step away from the device. First thing in the morning, sit up, take that breath through the nose and release through the mouth. Do that three times. Didn't you feel just in three freaking breaths better than you did? I mean, you probably feel pretty good right now because I'm talking to you, but I mean, I'm talking first thing in the morning. If you haven't had anybody yelling at you to be happy, right? You can, you can just take that breath. And when you take that breath, and you realize that you're alive and now you have the opportunity. And what I do is I set myself, I call it taking a bite of my gratitude sandwich. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wayne Dyer says five things that you're grateful for. I'm an overachiever. So I say eight <laughs> <laughs> and eight is a lucky number in Mandarin. I, I would, I usually say Chinese, but made in China is not good right now. So in Mandarin, eight is a lucky number. I know, I know you can't see me on the radio, but, uh, uh um, uh, ask Kirsten, I'm not, you know, I'm not Swedish. I know you thought yes. I was, but I am Chinese. So I go back to my Chinese words and eight's a lucky number. So eight specific things first thing in the morning to set your day with the top of the bun. So the top of the bun says, what are eight specific things that you are grateful for? And just a parenting tip right now. I did this with my kids every morning on the way to school, not eight, three specific things that you're grateful for. And, and, and anybody that carpooled with us had to do it. And my kids were just like mortified, right? Yes. <laughs> this is my mom. She's a little weird, but, uh, they, um, there's always so many roads I could take with this. <laughs> that's that's my problem. So was, this three... <laughs> was this carpool on time? <laughs> yeah. We have parents right now who are homeschooling their children. Mm-hmm. Their life has stopped. They're managing jobs, full-time jobs still. And they now have to figure out how to put their kids into homeschool. We're going back to old value systems, like you said, like things that actually matter right? Mm-hmm. Sitting at a breakfast table together or being together. So you really highlighted, you know, what are the values we're at bringing to our children? So yeah. Do you have any other advice to the parents? Absolutely. Uh, b- besides duct taping them to the ground. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, this whole practice of gratitude, you can do this first thing in the morning with your kids. So I first do it for myself because I need to set myself like the airline, you know, put the oxygen max for myself. I do eight specific gratitudes. You can't say friends or family too general. So I'm grateful that I get to splatter more of my hope and happiness here with this series, the leadership uh, series with you. I'm grateful that um, Kristen has such a great memory of me. I'm grateful for all the laughing that's happening, even from the sound engineer, which I know I'm good then. Uh, for I'm grateful for the fact that I just got ready for camera in two minutes. And five, I, that's from eight years of modeling training. Five, I'm grateful that I am uh, so shy. Six, uh, I'm grateful that sarcasm is another service I offer. And seven, <laughs> I'm grateful that I'm going to be making dinner for my daughter tonight who just drove 3,000 miles across from Cornell to back to uh, from New York over to here. Uh, and eight, that I have... 88% fabulous relationships in my life with the people in my life. So there's eight that took uh, less than two minutes, right? Love it. Love you it, can love do, it. do it. All, and then you go and uh, you have um, set things. So, so when I was with my kids, anytime they said, I'm bored, I would say, then there's this housework to do and this housework to do and this housework to do. And so guess what? They never said they were bored. <laughs> so this is a, a, a time for you. I have a parenting program called the four agreements for kids from one of the people that I got on my show, which is Don Miguel Ruiz, New York times bestselling author of the four Beautiful. agreements. And I took the four agreements and I, and I, uh, and I'm going to have a program on that. 
uh, next month. So, so translating the four agreements to the agreements you have with your children. And so this is a great time to start that. You may not have had that. It's never too late. And then in the morning, we have the three gratitudes um, at the meal. You know, we talk about what our plans for the day are and what our hopes are. What do we want more of today? We set the intention for the day. Do you want more love? Do you want more generosity? Do you want more kindness? Do you want more creativity? So we anchor a value that we want to do that day. Not just we want to finish cleaning out this or finish this chapter in the English book. So we need to uh, set the framework for the kids so that it's not about what, you know, do this, do that, do this, and end up in doo-doo, which our American dream has gotten us to. But what intention do we want to propagate here? What do we want more of in our home? We're stuck at home, and we can either look at it as we're stuck at home, or we have an opportunity to glue together more love in our home so there's less stress and more joy. So the overarching theme for our family is more joy, less stress. So if that's our motto, you know, uh, the pay family, more joy, less stress, then how does that translate? And this is good for business too, by the way, for leaders, you know, people don't give a flying fork about shareholder value. All right. So (laughs) as a leader, have you translated your vision for the organization in a way that people can truly buy into. So it's the same system, the same approach that you use with your kids. Have you painted a picture of what the vision is for your family and your organization where they will feel motivated on their own without being told, without being uh, scolded, without being promoted into that position of ownership. So that you get to craft, you're the leader, you get to craft, and I'll tell you the buy-in will be much stronger if you have individual meetings with your staff or your family and say, hey, you know, you're six years old right now. Mm -hmm. Let's write down all the things that you love to do. These are your bonuses. These are your, you know, this is your reward system. This is what you work for. And then let's take a look at your responsibilities. What's your part in this family? So you can see how I can use the same approach in businesses. So I'm killing two birds with one stone here. And actually, I'm going to let our audience (laughs) know, because I think this is important. We're talking about families, but... You've worked with Fortune 500 companies like Google, Johnson & Johnson, Wells Fargo, Cedars-Sinai, AT&T, Mattel, Toyota, Bank of... I mean, it just keeps going on. (laughs) We're not talking about um, ideas that don't have proven track record. Yeah. So so let let me go and qualify then. So I have a PhD in organizational psychology. So I'm not one of those people that just puts doctor on just to look good. I actually have a PhD. And, but on the other side, you know what PhD stands for, right? So BS is bull shiitake or bachelor of science. MS is more shiitake or uh, a master's of science. And PhD is just piled higher and deeper. So just in case you, you thought know. it actually meant something. <laughs> oh, okay. But I think so. this is a great uh, line of thinking because, I mean, not only are you personally, you know, media personality, a speaker, a trainer, and so forth, but I mean, you have to have the business person side of you too. Yes. And uh, you, you mentioned Wayne Dyer, and I remember he told a story of his kids one time, you know, they were having a... Uh, uh, heated discussion, he called it. But it was like, it's easy for you to say, Mr. Motivational Speaker, you know, you don't have to have face the real world. And he was trying to show them, it's like, well, there's a lot of business behind uh, this, you know, guru too. And yes. I can't help but think how much business uh, you have to deal with in your field. Yes, yes. Well, I am an organizational psychologist and I've spent 28 years 
um, actually working with organizations, as Krista mentioned, Fortune uh, 100 companies on things like power, politics, miscommunication, and conflict. So those that's human dynamics at work. And what happens is we are human beings that have this thing, this BS, this belief system that we think that we can leave personal at home and just do professional at work. And the reality is we're the whole person and we're imperfect and we have control freaks and perfectionists and we have, you know, introverts and extroverts and we have, you know, all different kinds of people put into a, 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 a system to try to work together getting things done. And so I'm going to tell you right now the reason why these principles work is because what we've discovered in our field of organization psychology is getting the job done, and you, you have to use your imagination for this. So if you look at a circle, make a circle, and you think that that is the task and you just have to get that done, that's not true. The top half of the circle is the task. The bottom half of the circle is relationships. You cannot get things done unless you have good relationships. And those relationships have to be good between each other inside the organization. I call that internal customer service, as well as outside customer service, which is the customer. So unless you have the relationship supporting whatever you're doing, you're not going to get it done. You know, the mecha, the old theory X mechanistic, uh, I'm going to put my professor hat on. I actually taught uh, for 10 years at um, Boston University, European Business School, Claremont Alliant, and at UCLA and the Anderson School for six years. So I, I'm a retired professor. <laughs> I love warping young minds. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So, so, so the, the work that I get to do is, is working with executives, working with leaders to the, the fundamental first thing to do to make your life um, happier at work is to drop the expectation that the organization is supposed to work like a smooth oiled machine. No such thing. We got people working in organizations. And when you have people, you're going to have politics, you're going to have power, you're going to have rumor mill, the best communication system there is. You're going to have favoritism. It's inevitable because there's only one organization where you don't have those human dynamics. And, mm -hmm. and, and you, you want to know what it is? You want to go work there? Do you know where that is? It's a cemetery. <laughs> where there are no people, you have no weirdness. Yeah. You have no uh, butt kissing. You have yeah. no, you know, you're just going to have that. So instead of fighting against it and wanting to hire all new people when you get promoted into a position, I'm telling you, it ain't going to work. You're going to have the same funky dynamics with people no matter who or where they come from so knowing that you you got to get centered yourself you got to know that um you're imperfect and you can't expect perfection you're 88 percent great anchor yourself in knowing who you are anchor yourself in knowing you're not going to get approval from your boss or your peers or your uh, employees the way you want it because they got their own you know uh, uh, one act play going on you have to find a way to approve of yourself if you yeah. can't approve of yourself, nobody else can. And that's why that's the foundation point. Because right now we have the ability to stop, look and listen. And, you know, instead of constantly saying, you don't appreciate me enough. You don't compliment me enough. You don't approve of me enough, which is the vast majority of us, right? We got our little antenna up looking for love in all the wrong places yeah. is to, you have time now just to stop and say, who am I? So I have a friend, she doesn't have an answering machine. She has a questioning machine. When you call her, she says, who are you and what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and we've never have time to answer that question. So in my book, we have exercises like that, you know, who, are you at the core of who you are? Can you bake your own cake so that you know fundamentally when you go to sleep, and I'll finish that uh, gratitude sandwich, the bottom end of the bun is appreciation. Wow. Appreciation for who? For me. So a lot of us 
are so unhappy because we're constantly looking for that validation from someone else. But if I can validate myself 88% of the time, if I know how to handle the buttons that get trigger me from insults or criticism, if I fundamentally know who I am and what my value is and what my imperfections are, then as the Native American saying says, when there is no enemy within, no enemy outside can hurt me. And this, my friends, is one of the fundamental um, uh, core, you know, foundational, we have the opportunity right now. If, you know, the vast majority of the population are perfectionists. I'll be happy when I told you that before, that, you know, the vast majority of us are, you know, if you get 99 compliments and one insult, where does your head go? To the one insult. The vast majority of us are saying, I'm my own worst enemy, right? No one is harder on me than me. Mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, you know, I'm so hard on myself. So I only have two words to say to you. Stop it. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you cannot be effective if you're constantly fighting yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, let's, uh, cease let's pick fighting up on everyone and everything. <laughs> yeah, this idea that you were talking about, you know, you, you can't leave your personal life at home. I mean, how many times have we talked about when you said we're not going back, but this work-life balance, you know, everybody said, I can't wait to spend more time working at home. Well, here you go, you know, but uh, we, we've put it under a microscope now. Yes. Uh, we're seeing the kids in the background. We're seeing yes. where you live in the background of a Zoom meeting. Everybody yes. is working at home. Yes. So uh, that, that personal life is being thrust right in front of our uh, work lives, too. Yes. Uh, so the blending like never before. Right. It's a it's a and, and again, you know, you have a choice. You've got the tool to say, oh, my God. I got to now take care of my kids on top of everything else that I do. And I got my boss on my back and we, do we even have a job and that, da, 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 da. you can choose all of those horrible feeling thoughts if you want, or you can join me and drink the Kool-Aid and put on your jacket with a silver lining. I've got a giant silver lining. I actually turn it reversible now. So my silver lining is on the outside <laughs> and the inside and say, you know what? How many times have I said, I wish I had more time with my kids? Hello. Hello. Right. Okay. Right. It's your fault this is all happening. <laughs> the collective number of people said, I wish I had more time with my family. And the universe goes, Ding! and your wish is my command. <laughs> you know, same, same thing. Um, oh my God, we got to stop the pollution. Ding! Ding! Have you seen the pictures of the skies and all that? Because when that, the news clip that sort of was on the side, uh, that said, first time in OPEC history have we cut production, first time ever. I'm like, oh, Mother Nature is saying, well, you know, I've been warning you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, outside of the tree huggers, nobody's listening. <laughs> and uh, guess what? <laughs> Ding! It is now cleaner than it ever has been. It yeah. has so. taken us 50 years backwards, which is yes. so beautiful. So I have yes. a question for you, right? Yes. Um, I know Michael Beckwith is your brother. He yes. is my like heart on Sundays. Everybody knows that about me. Yes. So, I'm multitasking right now. I just shared it to uh, the watch party. I'm a little late because I got distracted by by cajoling you into more happiness in your, your audience. Yeah, there's so much fairy dust. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to have to go grab it and share it again. Go ahead. I can multitask. You're facilitating the shift, right? Yes. We're currently in the middle of it. Yes. The shift is being facilitated. Yes. What is the vision you wish to see for the future? Because you're helping people transition from before. We're yes. in the middle of it, right? We're the midwives. Yes. What do you see for our future? What are you creating? Okay. What I see for the future. Let me check in with uh, 
with myself. And let me just post this really quick. And uh, I did the wrong one. All right. Um, okay. So what do I see for the future? Let me just check in. I'm going to take a breath. All right. I see it. So I see people who have, I see a lot of smiling. I see a lot of warmth. I see a lot of light. I see a lot of people being um, super duper connected to their creativity, their generosity, their kindness. I see people, I see a lot of, um, you know, this, this whole new BS system that I'm trying to uh, um, uh, propagate, which is, you know what, there is so much supply and demand for so many different things that whatever you think is a good idea is going to be a good idea somewhere for someone that will benefit their lives in a way that makes them stronger, happier, more joyful, feeding that addiction to joy. And so you don't have to worry, you know, things like marketing and sales, that's, that's a gift of learning how to communicate. Learning how to, because you can have the best idea in the world, but if you can't share it, then nobody will know. So everybody's going to get good at marketing. Everybody's going to get good at sales. Sales only being, this is what it can do for you. And if it's if you don't need it, great, because there's some other people that will. So this whole idea of the rat race and dog eat dog, and and uh, if I if I have if you have it, I don't. And um, you know the Joneses, and and uh, you know it's not fair and you know the world life's not fair and um i'm damaged i i grew up in an abused home seven out of ten of us do and so I, I i don't have a fair shake and i'll never be good enough and i'm not worthy and i'm not love loving and lovable all of that will be a bs to the past there's going to be museums when kids are going to go through and they're going to see pictures of what bc19 was and they're going to say Oh, what a miserable existence that was. I mean, what a horrible way to live where you're just, you're scrambling all the time. You're pushing all the time and you're not happy because you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And wow, what a, what a, what a freak show that was. Aren't I, aren't I, I'm so, I'm so grateful that I have a family system that I love, that I have a neighborhood that I connect with, that I have a community that I'm a part of, that I'm in, in a, in a country that I love and loves me and that we collaborate with other countries and, and we're planetary citizens. That was a term that I came up with a couple years ago. And, and I, I, I just, I just remembered it now. This is why, you know, this is where we're not, we're not, you know, who can beat what country to the vaccine, please. For goodness sakes, right. you know, this, we are, if nothing else, can you see that we're in this together? And can you see that we can collectively help each other just in our attitudes? Please, please, please. All of anyone that's listening, share this because I know that this dream is not a fantasy. We have this opportunity right now, an opportunity of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. to stop freaking out, stop adding to the panic. I call it the panic-demic. You know, I'm not afraid of the virus. I'm afraid of all y'all's thoughts around the virus are killing me. That's what's hurting the planet. I just uh, saw something by Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a, a scientist. You know, we all know metaphysics, uh, quantum mechanics, quantum physics. It's a science. What we think will either help us or hurt us. It's not a theory. So why then are we thinking worst case scenario? Are you well, I almost said, are you, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, if we know that our thoughts impact reality, if we know we're energy, if we know at the core of who we are, we're energy, then why would I purposely call someone up to talk about the horrible headlines about some conspiracy because you want to blame somebody for what's happening? Why would you do that? Right. Stop it. Right. Pick up the phone and say, hey, 
There's an online Mahjong game, and if I finish all my work today, I'm going to reward myself and have a little fun with you. Yes. So yes. going back to the family, work into your kids' process and your own a way of here's what we need to do. I like doing this. I don't like doing this. So when I do have to do this, when I finish this, I get a reward. That's, that is a, a system of knowing how to reward and validate yourself. That system will then, it's a joyful place to come. We're not cooped up here. We choose to be here. We're going to take a walk. We can walk around the place if we don't want to go outside. If we go outside, we put a face mask on. When we see people, we say hello through our face mask and not look down and jump yeah. aside, you know, out of their way. We, we purposefully use the powerful tool of choice to raise first my vibration I want to have the best love, joy, peace, harmony that I can muster myself. And then I want my family to have that. And then I want my friends to have that. And then I want my community to have that. And I want my country to have that. And then I want the planet to have that. In that order. And if we begin to do that, can you imagine that thing I just gave you as a picture? It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. So Bruce yeah. Lipton is saying at 11 o'clock at night and at 11 o'clock at a.m., let's consciously drag the negative people along with us by focusing positive thoughts, positive dreams, positive intentions. You know, just stop. Take the breath and imagine the best. Uh -huh. It's not going to cost you anything. Uh -uh. Well, this is the other thing. So money energy right now is kind of a little wanked out. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know i see those cartoons uh you know like you know i've got free money for you because i mean it doesn't mean anything so isn't that great though in a way because yeah. now we you know what is the currency that you're using your attention is your most valuable currency if you give your if you give your attention to something that is negative or blaming shaming uh, fear-mongering, anxiety-depressive, anything that is going to lower the vibration on the planet, that's on you. Right. That's right. on you. Right. You know, every day on Facebook, every day on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, what are you watching? What are you saying? Uh, Dr. David Simon, uh, the co-founder of Deepak uh, Chopra Center, Mm -hmm. He, I, I went to his live memorial. So before he died, he, uh, ironically, he's a, he was a neurologist and he died of a brain tumor. So we, they knew, he knew he was going to die. So he had a, 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 a pre-funeral. So we all went down. I love that man. And I know he's with my dad right now. Let me talk about death in a minute. But um, he, he said, before you open your mouth, ask yourself, three questions. And I'm going to say, before you post anything, ask yourself three questions. Before you text anything, ask yourself three questions. One, is it true? Okay. And that's a big one because I am so tired of people passing me stuff on message saying, Oh, warning. Da -da 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 -da. Have you fact checked it? You know, you just Google it and you know, like a 10 hoax, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, hello. And then you know, you've got messages coming out of the Oval Office or wherever it is. Fact check the thing, please, before you start spouting off or giving your opinion about it. All right. So is it true? Second, is it kind? Is it kind? We are human kind. We are not human mean. We are well-meaning, but some of us are more mean than well. <laughs> Okay, is it kind? <laughs> Number three. I really wish we had done the uh, uh, visual on this because, yes. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> three. Is it necessary? Right. 88% of the time is not necessary. You know, this is one of the BS belief systems in leadership, too. I, when I, as an executive coach, I work with people that say, I have to tell the truth. I have to be brutally honest. That's bull shiitake. You have never have to be brutally honest. You can be honest and you don't always have to be honest. Some things are better left 
that in your head. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? And if it passes all three questions with a yes, then by all means, say what you're going to say, you know, and then do you always have to have an opinion about everything that's said? Oh, please. <laughs> so, you know, I have a question. For yes. You because as I'm watching you, our audience, as you said, um, we get the pleasure of seeing you on video because we're on the Zoom. You know, you have a, a true intention and inner guidance system that you're communicating with right and yes that that really underpins all of the work that you do right you yes really, i can see you're checking in with your guidance your intuition you know perhaps for lack of a better word your spiritual component yes can you tell us a little bit about that bridge because this is really what IntelliKey leadership stories is about right right using the the deeper sense of you know whatever your guidance system is Yes. You elevate into even those visions you just created, right? You closed your yes. eyes, you checked in, yes. you went deep, and it came forward. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So um, those of you who think, um, so, so this is, I'm all about balance. So I don't want to um, alienate anyone you know, because there's a lot of people who are super religious and right. then there's a lot of people who are super not religious. Right. And so my, you know, same thing with, there's a lot of people who love Trump and a lot of people who don't like Trump. Right. And so I learned the, the hard way to, uh, uh, you know, not, not choose one side. My job is to be as balanced as possible. So I need to um, figure out a way to 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 work with that. So so let let me say this. I'll just tell you my story. Uh, I grew up in a very 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 strict religious fundamental. I won't say the the you know which brand it was, <laughs> but it was very fundamental. And I grew up uh, uh, thinking that God was um, needed anger management classes. <laughs> <laughs> like he was always pissed off about something that I did or said that I shouldn't have done. Right. And um, then there was this thing called hell where, you know, all the people who refused to believe one way were going there. And I didn't want my grandpa to go there. And, and so it was very confusing. So I went, you know, I always say that religion, you know, evangelical religion is the precursor to agnosticism and atheism. <laughs> so, so that's where, um, oh good, it's posted. So that's where I, um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of went from the extreme of, you know, all of that to the other extreme of nothing. And neither extreme worked for me, you know? Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, I, I love that saying, um, if you, religion is for people who, uh, want to avoid going to hell and spirituality is for those of us who've already been there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I haven't talked about yet, which I talk about in the book, I don't write the book on happiness as a psychologist, Eight Ways to Happiness for Where You Are. I don't talk to, as a, I talk to you about happiness as someone who had every reason not to be happy because I was um, um, beaten pretty severely and told I was fat, ugly, and clumsy my whole upbringing. And so I'm one of the seven out of 10 with childhood trauma who never believed I would be good enough. So um, in that uh, isolation and in that, um, you know, I'm really not good enough. I'm, I'm worthless. So that plus no religion is a very, very dark place to be. So um, I, I found a, a solution, you know, and, and like many people, you know, you go to substances to try to make yourself feel better and uh, whatever it is, you know, gambling, shopping, sex, uh, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, I believe addiction is trying to soothe the part of you that cannot be soothed. 
And so I, I was like many, many of us with that as well. And then I found a program that said, you know, there is, there is something out there, a higher power that is going to be part of your solution to loving yourself. And I, and, and so my antenna went up and went ding, 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 ding. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So let me, cause I, I'm a scientist, right? So let me, let me investigate. So I thought I'm going to go church shopping. <laughs> so I, I picked, you know, five different churches to go to, to just check it out. And, and in fact, Michael, uh, was just on ABC because one of the silver linings of this is people are, you know, going and exploring and looking at faith again during this time. So, so that's another silver lining. So, but I went, I'm ahead of the time. So I went, uh, uh, this is 11 years ago and I had just come out of a very expensive, uh, horrific divorce and uh, where I get lost everything. And then, um, you know, my only coping device was to overdo one of the addictions. And then um, when I went church shopping as a, as a, as a, uh, a suggestion, uh, I went to, you know, the Anglican and Baptist, uh, all, all assortment. And then I also went to a place called Agape. Now Agape, someone five years earlier had said, do you go to Agape? And I, and I said, why? And they go, well, it sounds like you do and you should go. And, and, and anybody tells me to do something is going to be five years before I do it. So <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little willful on that. So, <laughs> so I, um, oh my goodness, my, uh, my social media is, is, is blowing up on, um, on, I just shared, uh, did a watch party with, uh, Agape because it's Sunday right now. But, um, so I went and I sat in meditation. I was not a meditator at the time. Now I teach it. But at the time, I heard people coughing and sneezing. And I'm like, oh, this is all the thoughts in my head. And, and all of a sudden, I felt this energy behind me. It was just like this very powerful, kind of like, you know, on, um, on Hollywood Boulevard, if you've ever been there and they have those, oh, did I do something? Nope. Am I okay, Scott? Okay, we're good. You're good. Okay. Um, I felt like like Batman on Hollywood Boulevard with the wings and the platform shoes. And that's what it felt like. This this thing this just moved in behind me. And I wasn't afraid, but like all the hair stood up. And then I felt a tap on my shoulder and a very, very loud or, or comforting loud voice said, Darling. You can church shop from now till eternity. Have fun with it. <laughs> but know that I've always been waiting here for you to turn around and dance with me. Wow, that's, that's unbelievable. And that moment... Obviously, I started crying like I am now, and I, I love crying. I love it when my clients cry. I love it when people cry. When I teach, I love it when they cry when I speak because cry, tears are the disinfectant that keep our heart soft, and we don't do enough of it, and it means that your heart's open. Mm -hmm. I try to cry at least once a week. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good for this week. <laughs> In that moment, I hadn't even met Michael yet. I hadn't even heard him speak. Don't tell him that. Um, I didn't see him on Oprah. I didn't know anything about him. All I knew was I just had this, you know, Saul on Damascus Road uh, uh, experience where I was touched by a power outside of myself who loved me in such fullness in a way that my mother couldn't or my father couldn't, no one had ever, just the love. And we all have access to that. And this is such an important, you know, I talk about loving yourself because I don't want to make it religious. I don't want to make it like any kind of a cult thing. I'm talking about you finding yourself and approving and loving yourself. But I'll tell you, 
if you don't love yourself, there's someone, this thing out there, this energy that created the worlds that made sure that the planets didn't crash into each other last night so that we could do this program today, that made sure that every grain of sand on the beach, every drop of wa uh, water on the ocean, every blade of grass, every leaf on a tree is different. Every 7.31 of us, 7.3 billion of us on the planet is totally unique and different and beautiful and special, not one throw out in the bunch. And that power is accessible to every single one of us. I call him my UPS man, my universal power source. He delivers every morning when I pray and meditate. And that is the connection that I have when I meditate. When I'm meditating, I'm connecting to that power and I am deleting the cookies that aren't working for me and I'm polishing the table of my life as I do in my Power Chi Balance Tai Chi Gong uh, uh, program, uh, moving meditation that promotes inner peace one breath at a time. So all of those, in all of those ways, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. This is the time when you can discover how amazing you are. This is the time that you can discover that you're not alone. This is the time that you can discover that life is for you, never against you. So I'm hoping that you all drink my rose-colored Kool-Aid on this. <laughs> yes. Well, it was terrific. And, and it's so interesting you talked about the, the Saul on the Damascus Road because uh, Kirsten and I have talked to, to many guests about their fork in the road or their lightning bolt moments. And, uh, you know, you had yours at that moment. And some people could be having theirs right now. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I this hope. doesn't have to be the way it was. We are going in a new direction. Yes. And uh, yes, that's, absolutely. that's very powerful. And we appreciate you sharing it. Well, we, we have really uh, had a great time talking to you. <laughs> and I know you have uh, other commitments, so we're going to let you go for now. But uh, what, what a great program. And Anybody who wants to check out more about your books, she's got great videos. It's drmarissa.life, which I love that. It's not a commercial.com. It's That's about right. life. So drmarissa.life. She's got a terrific YouTube channel where you see lots of these great interviews and uh, uh, so much great content. Uh, so Thank if you're looking you. for more doses of what you got in our interview today, you can find those there. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing your stories. Of course, yeah. Make sure it's Doc Balance on Instagram, Dr. Marissa on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Every morning at 10, since this whole kit and caboodle started, I, I connect with everyone. Uh, so I've got people in Puerto Rico and Ukraine and Tibet and so join my peace at home, hashtag peace at home family. So you can Google peace at home for the newest thing. Happy 88 for the happy. And um, um, if you put your name in my email collection, I promise it's only <laughs> once a month that I actually send out an email if I have the time. But um, I do have that loving yourself uh, mastery foundation program that is a day after you're releasing this That's so right. there'll That's still be time it's going to be on zoom it's only 44 dollars. so the money energy you know it's not time to shrink it's time to expand i purposely made it you know normally it's like add a couple zeros to that but i wanted to make it affordable to work with me um i want you to love yourself get the eight ways to happiness go to my drmarissa.life uh shopping cart um for all you, the listeners right now who are listening, I'm going to offer a two for one. So if you um, buy the audiobook, you'll get a free download of the moving meditation or vice versa. So that's $20. The best thing about the book is part proceeds go to Habitat for Humanity. So it's a win-win. Hello. And then thanks to my publisher who did that. And then... Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, I just joined the Life Mastery Foundation as one of their core faculty. So you can hear um, my talk called, Why Is It So Hard to Love Me? Wow. on the Loving Yourself. And then there's a Leadership Mastery, which um, the three core BS belief systems that get in the way of leadership success. So for, especially for your business people, for that one, I'm doing one on female entrepreneurship, which says three lessons we can take from men without male bashing. Mm. So there's tons of stuff for you to get involved in, please. Oh, and then the Medium articles. If nothing else, please share the Medium articles because 
I really want people to read something that doesn't, you know, uh, you know, set their hair on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I am going to just point out and we'll make sure that our guests have access to all of your links. Thank you. But I love, this is the time to expand our own inner leadership. Everybody's a leader. Yes. So we have the ability to step into mastery, and I'll make sure that our audience has access to all of it when we. Thank you. Thank you. Out. All right. Well, I'm going to tape something. I'm going to tape yeah. something with you before you go off, which is um, okay. the same thing that I do with um, the John Travolta Halle Berry. So you're going to be on that well. So <laughs> I'm taking a video right now. Of the group that I just did an interview with, the Antilochy Leadership <laughs> Stories. And so you remember this. That's okay. Right. So um, my sound engineer, you have to do it too. All right, here we go. <laughs> so it's all about balance and happiness. Repeat after me. It's all about, it's all balance, about balance, balance and, and happiness. happiness. Peace in. Peace, peace in. in. Peace out. And peace, peace out. out. World peace. World, world peace. peace through inner peace through inner peace awesome thank yes. you thanks for All the right. interview thanks, thanks for sharing me bye. bye thank you bye and we look forward to having you next time on intelligent leadership stories we're going to share the knowledge and the attitude and the practices of another great leader like dr marissa we've learned so much from uh, guests like her so thanks again to Scott from uh, TriPoint Studios for doing a great job of engineering. Really appreciate you pulling that through. And just take the, this message away one more time. And that is, IntelliKey means your full potential is inside of you. So use the knowledge and the attitude and the practices that you gain and, uh, and you'll grow as a leader. So until next time, here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your own life. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintelliKey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.